Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for August 17th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country in the traditions of our founding fathers. A quick recap, man. We got a lot to recap. A couple days ago, we talked about Trump says FBI seized privileged records in raid. Once them immediately returned, Epic Times reported that. And boy, howdy, were they spot on. We'll get into that as the broadcast unfolds. Oh, great. It has just been learned that the FBI and its, quote, now famous raid of Mar-a-Lago took boxes of privileged attorney-client material and also took privileged material, which they should not have taken. Well, (laughs) bottom line is they say anonymous sources are validated in the claims. Senator Chuck, Chuck Grassley, Senate will investigate Donald Trump. FBI raid if GOP takes majority. Jack Phillips. Shame on the GOP. They're only going to go ahead and prosecute criminals. Listen, they're only going to prosecute criminals if they get elected. We'll talk about that as the broadcast unfolds, too, because that, to me, is a serious problem. You just say, Sam, they don't have control in the House if they don't take control. Um, I understand from a control point of view, but it's lies that they can't change the game and and i'm here to prove it we'll talk about it hang tight we also had our guest on lowell nelson on monday we talked about the incredible two columns written by ron paul inflation reduction act another dc lie amen to that it just got passed we'll dig into that ron paul pelosi's taiwan trip exposes foolishness in interventionism Amen to that reality check. She ought to be prosecuted as a criminal, in my opinion, for going over there. She doesn't represent the United States at all. Uh, and she's literally colluding uh, and picking sides in foreign debates, which she has no authority to do. Her actions could spark civil war. Shame on Pelosi. She ought to be arrested for her criminal activity. We talked about Governor DeSantis needs to kick federal agents out of Florida. Immediately, writes Dr. Joseph Samson, amen to that reality check. We talked about sicko gender bender clinics, puberty blockers. It's an article on LouRockwell.com, incredible article. We talked about the resolution uh, and the SEC or um, meetings that Trump, or I'm sorry, wow, that Lowell attended. <clears throat> Great commentary on elections and more from Lowell Nelson. Yesterday, we talked about Liberty Roundtable Live slightly changes broadcast time. We moved the broadcast an hour later. We believe it will get us more affiliates and better coverage. So it's now 8 to 10 Mountain Time, 10 to noon Eastern, 9 to 11 Central. Check it out. But it's now more available than ever. And a lot of times, right after we get off the air, in the old times, news would break. Now we'll be able to cover it as it comes out live. Just more effort to around the clock bring to you the news the networks refuse to use yes indeed ladies and gentlemen judge roy moore 
our dear friend, vindicated. He wins $8.2 million in a defamation judgment. Yeah, Roy Moore, baby. I guess he got damages for the derogatory uh, abuse that took place. Now, 1819news.com reported this. And believe it or not, I met the owner of 1819news last weekend. (laughs) Gain him friends and influence everywhere we go, ladies and gentlemen. Now, on Friday, a jury in the federal court in the, quote, Northern District of Alabama found the Senate majority, um, I guess it's a PAC called the Senate Majority. It's out of Washington District of Criminals. They were liable and liable, <laughs> but liable for $8.2 million in damages to Roy Moore. You got to love this, folks. We told you this in the beginning. Here's what happened. The Senate, I guess, had a shopping mall ad in which they claimed that Roy Moore was banned from the mall. From the Gadsden Mall for soliciting sex from young girls. Fact is, it was patently, blatantly false. Yeah, these this PAC claims to be solely dedicated to protecting and expanding our Democratic majority. Well, let me ask you, if you got a PAC that's dedicated to expanding the majority, in other words, directly related to elections, and that PAC runs false reporting and then gets busted for libel, okay, uh, and then they have to pay $8.2 million, is that election fraud, ladies and gentlemen? Look, you got a PAC. Its whole goal is to get their guys elected. They run opposition dishonest, blatantly, patently false ads against their opposition, and then, hey, the guy we want loses because they lied. What was it? Years later? How many years did this take to, to work on? Years later, then we find out they lied. It was patently false. They had to pay $8.2 million, but they still won the election on their fraud. Is that election fraud, ladies and gentlemen? I would say it's, it doesn't get more blatant, more direct than that. But see, I bring that up, and they'll say, well, that's not election fraud. You have no proof. Without evidence, they would say. And my response is $8.2 million and a libel lawsuit won by Judge Roy Moore? Enough evidence? Now Roy needs to go after this and tie this to election fraud, ladies and gentlemen. I need to try to call him about that. By the way, our uh, guest today, this hour, or co-host, I would like to prefer to say, uh, is with me, James Edwards, thepoliticalcesspool.org, and I want you to jump in on this right here. Roy Moore. Yes, well, great to be back with you, and I was very happy when I found out, uh, it was actually just yesterday morning when I found out about it, uh, that Roy Moore had won that case and that justice had been served in some small way i say some small way it's an eight million dollar judgment of course you know how these things go it's not like he won eight million dollars from exxon where they're just going to pay it out and not miss it these uh, thugs could file bankruptcy they could just be shut down and uh, we don't know how much money he's actually going to get from all of this i hope he gets every cent god knows but $8 million, this man would have been a United States senator, and there's just no doubt about it, had it not been for all of the dirty tricks that they played. And instead of having a Christ-centered, Constitution-loving Roy Moore as the Alabama senator, you have left-wing Doug Jones because of the actions of uh, dirty tricksters like this and, of course, all of the lies that uh, – Roy Moore was a child molester and things like that, or whatever they were saying about him at the time. He was really one of the most godly elected officials I've ever 
heard about. I'm sure there are other ones, but he was very high profile, being the chief justice of the Alabama Supreme Court and everything else he's done in his life. But, yes, I mean, as as much as I was happy for Roy Moore, it made me wish that uh, we had talked about this uh, again the last time I was on Liberty Roundtable a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but uh, certainly made me wish my own case had been decided in an Alabama court rather than Michigan. Uh, but I'm glad, and surprisingly so, that Roy Moore could find justice in any court. Uh, very tough for political dissident to do that, but uh, in this case, the well, good guy won. Let me tell you the hope here, James. Oftentimes, what it takes to get something to the Supreme Court is split decisions at the lower courts. So the fact that Roy Moore won... Uh, the fact that there's other people that are starting to win, too. I can't remember who else, but there's somebody else who won just recently as well. Uh, and then the fact that you lost, these split decisions might actually let us take uh, this whole idea to the Supreme Court. We need to keep track of the wins and losses with all the different people involved and see if we can't push uh, for it to go to the next level, saying, hey, wait a minute, what's going on here? Uh, they would try to divide it and say the cases are too nuanced to do that. But I think the principles are very, very similar. Uh, and, and so time will tell if we could do that, but we'll keep an eye on that ball. Anyway, vindicated Judge Roy Moore. That's fantastic news, folks. All right, we also covered um, Sheriff Mack went on CNN. And uh, here's what happened. CNN uh, had a six-minute piece they did on it. Three minutes was on another sheriff. They spent about three minutes on Richard. They attacked him relentlessly during the three-minute cut. But the real interview was an hour and 25 minutes long. Yes, well, ladies and gentlemen, Richard recorded the complete interview and released it to show what kind of fraudsters CNN and how dishonest, manipulated in the narrative CNN really is. So Sheriff Max full CNN interview, uh, we released it and then broke it all down for you. We played the CNN piece and paused and showed how dishonest they were. And then we played the full cut, several different pieces of it on the air and talked about some of the things they left out that were so important. It was so good. We had a two hour blockbuster interview with Sheriff Richard Mack about it. And it's important to understand that the um, two hour show, first hour was on TV with Bridie on second hour. We continued on radio, but we really highlighted this. And if you go to CSPOA.org, you can see the whole interview all hour and 25 minutes, one hour and 25 minutes of it. But you can also listen to unique clips that I singled out that I found so uh, vital, so important, so critical to understand um, about their dishonesty. For example, when right when they start, Richard says, hey, um, I'm on TV with you because I beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court over the Brady Bill. Sheriffs do not have to obey federal mandates of any kind, neither do any other state officials. And that's why we're here today. And she agrees, yes, you won, and da-da-da-da-da-da. Let's learn about your case. That made it nowhere. That got literally left on the cutting floor. The fact is it never made it to the interview. That's the whole reason they were engaged. Well, let me tell you the reason I'm bringing all this up and spending so much time on it, because I was able to mention James Edwards in yesterday's broadcast with Richard talking about this very thing. We'll do it in seconds. I am Sam Bushman, James Edwards, thepoliticalcesspool.org with me, and we are on your radio.
There has been no evidence of widespread voter fraud. The 2020 elections were one of the most corrupt in history. See the proof for yourself. We tracked 2,000 mules making multiple ballot drops. 2,000 mules, the shocking new movie from Dinesh D'Souza. One mule made 53 trips to 20 drop boxes. 2,000 mules. Join the special virtual premiere and Q&A on May 7th. Get your tickets now. Available only at 2000mules.com. 2000mules.com. Sponsored by Salem Media Group. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. So in the second hour of yesterday's broadcast, I talked about CNN and how I forced them to retract their dishonest reporting on me, how they abused Sheriff Richard Mack and took an hour and 25 minute interview, gave him a little less than three minutes and didn't even highlight the reason that he was even talking to them. The fact is he won at the Supreme Court, showing that sheriffs have more authority and more power than they want to admit. Bill Clinton lost. Sheriff Mack won. And a great precedent was highlighted about the founding fathers. And about America, that you know what, the states and all the states, public officials, governor, sheriff, etc., etc., they don't have to answer to the federal government, nor do they have to do their bidding. Uh, and that was left out of the whole thing. All they did was attack, you know, Richard on a variety of topics. Richard said the FBI is kind of like the Nuremberg thugs. And she freaked and said, oh, my gosh, you're comparing the FBI to Nazis. And Richard said, <laughs> yes, I am. And the reason that I am is because they're acting like Nazis. Look, they're just running around going, I'm just doing what I was told. I'm not responsible. I, I, I'm just following orders. And he highlighted that point. She melted down. And so they had a few feuds about that kind of stuff. But in the end, the real core reason he was on wasn't even highlighted in her three-minute attack job. Well, I tied that to myself and forcing them to retract. But I also tied that yesterday's second hour to James Edwards because he used to be, um, you know what? pampered and treated like a rock star and brought in as a commentator for them and now they act like he's satan's spawn what gives cnn the fact is you're dishonest and we've caught you at it so many ways from sunday it's not even funny from forcing you to retract to highlighting your hypocrisy uh, and literally recording the complete interview to prove your dereliction of duty in reporting james 
Yeah, I will tell you just a very quick story about CNN, and then I'll address the Richard Mack interview uh, that occurred far more recently directly. But uh, I've been on the air 18 years, Sam, as you well know. And if there's one thing my work is known for, it's that uh, I have the courage to tackle the thorny issues of race relations and racial realities in a way that not a lot of people are comfortable talking about. And we also course try to tell the truth in love and all of that we don't try to be offensive or shocking or go out of our way to upset people but we are going to tell the truth as we see it and i think that's a that's a god-ordained mandate well it didn't take me long after going on the air in 2004 to where we started picking up a lot of national attention and it is true uh, back around 2007 2007 especially cnn had me on for a series of interviews uh, to talk about these issues because they knew i was a guy that they could bring on who would articulate a dissenting point of view on it and I was on, for instance, to talk about uh, the reason why people self-segregate in their daily lives, uh, immigration concerns, uh, also, for instance, um, uh, particularly brutal black-on-white murder and torture situation in Knoxville, Tennessee, back around yeah, that Yeah, by time. the way, it's and called it, free association, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's right. Well, anyway, uh, so we were brought on, brought on, we, I was brought on to talk about specifically racially uh, tinged issues, but I was always brought on and introduced as a conservative talk radio host, which is certainly what I consider myself to be. James Edwards of the Political Cesspool, he's a conservative talk radio host on AM so-and-so. Um, and that's how they brought me on. And as you said, they afforded me lavish treatment. I mean, first-class flights up to, to New York, uh, posh hotels and uh, Central Park and uh, all the rest, uh, all while bringing me on to talk about these issues. Now, my positions on the issues have never changed. I haven't. Uh, uh, I still have the same positions now as I did then. If anything, perhaps I can articulate them a little bit better. But it was funny. In 2016, I had defended Mike Pence. I had actually complimented something Mike Pence had said in the vice presidential debate of that year, and CNN had a roundtable discussion talking about how the white supremacist James Edwards was defending Mike Pence. Well, this was the same network that always brought me on as a conservative talk radio show host just a decade prior, or even less than a decade prior, and then I was a white supremacist. So yeah, there has been a big difference in how the media treats uh, people like us uh, who are willing to tell the truth in love. But I'll tell you, Sam, a lot of people are doing it now that weren't doing it then. Uh, for instance, Steve King, former, uh, former Congressman Steve King, said just last week that Trump will be indicted. The charges will be brought in the District of Columbia. They know a white man has no chance for a fair trial in D.C., let alone a Republican white man. I will tell you, when I was being brought on to CNN, nobody was talking like that. That's the reason they had to come to me, because you didn't have people that were talking like that. Now a lot of people are talking like that, and it's the truth. Now, as far as Richard Mack's interview, it, this is the game that they play. Uh, they'll sit and tape with you for hours and use three minutes. And they want to sit and tape with you for as long as they can in hopes that they will be able to take something you say out of context, package it into a nice little three-minute uh, hit piece, and off they go. I don't ever do interviews that aren't live uh, with television media. Now, in some cases, a print publication maybe. But I know the game, and I know Richard very, very capably defended his decision. He, he knows how the game is played. He's done a lot more of these than I have, to be honest with you. Uh, but he, he knows that people were saying, go, go do this, and he, he defended why he decided to do this. But yeah, that whole thing, three minutes out of an hour and a half, two-hour long interview, and then, of course, leaving on the cutting room floor anything that would have painted Sheriff Mac 
uh, a righteous and courageous man by all accounts in a positive light. That didn't make it. But anything that they could do to make him look a little nefarious and uh, extra legal uh, or militia-like or uh, out of out of control, well, that that was a little more. <laughs> that was a little bit more and of what they were looking for. She even argued in the long-form interview that you know somehow Richard Mack is kind of tied to January sixth. Richard Mack didn't go, and he told people not to go. But see, they still link him as part of it somehow. I mean, it's insane. And the American people can see the truth because, again, CNN doesn't like being interviewed, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, and that's what the next interesting tidbit is. Looks like the FBI was recorded, says Eric Trump. Here's the soundbite. Still have the surveillance tape. Is that correct? Will you are you allowed to share that with the country? Absolutely, Sean, at the right time. And your body cam point was spot on. That's why cops wear body cams. They don't tell you to turn off cameras. They want transparency, and that's not what happened here. And you know for a fact they asked for the cameras to be turned off. They asked for the cameras to be turned off. All right, that's Sean Hannity and Eric Trump. Bottom line is, hey, Trump said we recorded them. Now they asked for the cameras to be turned off. Uh, Trump's team refused. Uh, my question is, why do they want the cameras off? Answer, so they can lie and manipulate and pervert the truth. That's what CNN did. But the good part is Richard recorded the whole thing, and you can hear uh, the real debate and the real discussions. <clears throat> Richard wasn't literally saying the FBI is Nuremberg, that they're Nazis. He was merely saying they're acting like they don't have any responsibility when they're following orders. That's wrong. We learned that from Nuremberg. They have responsibility. They shouldn't just follow orders. They should do what was right or what is right. And that was Richard's point, completely lost on the CNN woke, whacked out uh, commentator that's trying to pretend she's peddling news. That's, See, that's the, the truth th of the matter. And that's the thing, Sam. That's why you're, you're spot on, as you always are. But that's why you've got to record these things uh, in – from start to finish, so that you will have a recorded record that will combat uh, their treatment of it, which is going to be hacked up into pieces. And, of course, the media thinks now that they can get away with anything. They've been so emboldened that uh, when they come up against an opponent, they believe that they can get away with absolutely anything. That's why they called me the leader of the Ku Klux Klan in 2016. That's why they called uh, Judge Roy Moore just a year later uh, a child molester. But in, but in 2007, he... they had on the leader of the Ku Klux Klan, ladies and gentlemen. See how that works? <laughs> and he's not even the leader. It's not even true, and the courts admitted it isn't true. But they don't care. Their lies carry more lies. Um, they get power from lies is the bottom line. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, well, very I, interesting I, indeed. We've talked about this so many times. I, I, I should t I take for granted that when I mention or that when we talk about this or touch on it, that everybody's going to know what happened. But, yes, I mean, uh, to, it goes without saying. Uh, uh, what did they say back in, in the McCarthy days? I... Uh, Am not now, nor was I ever, the leader of the Ku Klux Klan. Now, that was just a slur that a, a newspaper uh, th threw out against me in 2016, really to damage Donald Trump because we had um, just received some press credentials from the campaign. And But they got away with it, and they thought that they could get away a year later with calling uh, more or suggesting that he was a child molester and that he had been banned from a mall, which was completely fabricated. I mean, none of that happened, and it came out that it didn't happen. They had to pay a price. Sometimes they still get away with it. But what they don't yeah, want they and what still, the FBI didn't they want. They still manipulated the elections over it, so they haven't paid enough of a price, ladies and gentlemen. No, now, that's right. Yeah, because you would have had another a CBS, conservative senator. A CBS anchor by the name of Nora O'Donnell. She tried to refute Trump's claim that the FBI seized his passports. Then Trump's team shows the proof. So here's what happened. Trump said, hey, they stole my passports, man. 
And this lady O'Donnell gets on there like she's the news anchor, the news teller, the truth teller. And she goes, no. And she starts to produce government evidence that it isn't true. The bottom line is it is true. Trump whipped out the proof and shut her down. Now the DOJ admits that the FBI agents stole, they claim seized, passports from Trump. Now listen, it was not in the inventory list left for Trump's attorneys either. So not only did they steal the passports, they knew they stole them or else it would have been part of the inventory list. They're now taking things. So here's the next question. What else did they take that's not on the inventory list? What else did they leave that they brought with them to plant? Folks, this is absolutely insanity. And you have the mainstream press, CBS anchor, Nora O'Donnell, literally getting caught. Literally getting caught lying. And now the DOJ admits it. The DOJ also believes that the FBI had acted outside of its purview, authorized by the court during the famous raid. Yeah. For the first time, we have confirmation that they collected evidence that they did not have authority to collect. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. China continues to threaten President Biden and the American people. Beijing's ambassador to the United States warned Tuesday it will view further U.S. arms sales, official travel to Taiwan, or naval activity near the self-governing island as provocations that will further destabilize relations and prevent progress on other issues. Representative Liz Cheney, the Republican from Wyoming, lost her re-election campaign by a landslide Tuesday. No House seat, no office in this land is more important than the principles that we are all sworn to protect. Lawyer Harriet Hageman will represent the Republican ticket in November's midterm elections. Arizona and Nevada will face more cuts in water from the Colorado River and Lake Mead. The U.S. Bureau of Reclamation said Tuesday it's blaming the drought for the cutbacks. USA Radio News. Make money doing what you love. It can be done. Matter of fact, it has been done. Consider the story of Jack London. He's one of the highest paid writers of all time. Authored The Call of the Wild, recently released as a blockbuster movie starring Harrison Ford. Jack grew up in a rough neighborhood in Oakland, poor, uneducated, and a school dropout. As a child, Jack fell in love with the idea of being a writer. The notion that an uneducated, dirt-poor school dropout from Oakland could someday be a published writer was insanity. You know the rest of the story, though. Jack London became one of the richest writers of all time. Discover Jack's secret that allows anyone of any income or educational level to make money doing what they love. Whatever it is you love more than anything else, let's make that your prosperous living. Go right now to DiscoveringJack.com. That's DiscoveringJack.com. His secret is free. Just go to DiscoveringJack.com. DiscoveringJack.com. China's premier has called on the country's richest provinces to offer economic support to boost pro-growth measures. China saw consumption and output unexpectedly slow down in July. An uncompromising zero-COVID approach was probably the reason. In a rare move, China's central bank cut lending rates on Monday to revive demand. 
The on-again, off-again, on-again kidnapping trial of the governor in Michigan continues. Defense attorneys in Michigan grilled an FBI informant in the trial of two men accused of conspiring to kidnap Governor Gretchen Whitmer. They questioned Dan Chappell's motivation to get inside a band of anti-government extremists and the key steps he took to gather evidence. Adam Fox and Barry Croft Jr. are on trial for the second time on conspiracy charges, a federal jury could not reach a unanimous verdict in April, but acquitted two other men. In the USA Radio News Midwest Bureau, I'm Katie Lewis. USA Radio News. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got so much to cover. Cameron, I want you to skip the break, if you will. I'm with James Edwards, thepoliticalcesspool.org, ladies and gentlemen. CBS anchor Nora O'Donnell literally got caught lying. She tried to say, no, they didn't take Trump's passport. Trump's lying. Well, it turns out Trump showed the proof, and now the Justice Department literally admitting they did. Yeah, the DOJ admits they literally stole the passports from Mar-a-Lago and had to return them. It was not on the inventory list provided as well. So now you got to wonder what else was stolen that they shouldn't have. We're talking about uh, passports. We're talking about attorney-client privilege papers and documents. Wow. Now, listen, Alex Jones had attorney-client privilege information that got leaked to the other side, supposedly in error. I think it was on purpose. That's my opinion to which I'm entitled. And then they, they used that against Alex in court. They also used that against Alex and sent it to the January 6th people. So now what are they going to, before they give a lot of Donald Trump stuff back, are they going to send some of it to January 6th investigators? Uh, what's going to happen? Did they plant evidence? If they stole evidence that's not on their quote inventory list, did they leave things behind that they brought with them? This is serious. Now, Kevin McCarthy, quote, preserve your documents and clear your calendar, he says. Now, I don't mean to be rude, but I'm sick of the Republicans telling me elect us and we'll get something done. They've lost so much credibility. Uh, sadly, um, McCarthy, you're just spewing. If they've committed criminal activity, we need to prosecute now. And you say, well, Sam, they don't have the majority. They can't. Yes, they can. You've got still how many Republicans? Over 200 of them in the House and 50 of them in the Senate, right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you take 250 politicians who simply stand in front of the Capitol and say, we will not be in session, we will not act uh, in the will of the people in day-to-day operations, we will stay here and talk to the media all day, every day, all 250 of us, until we have criminal action taken against these thugs and criminals. And we will not move until this is done. You tell me right now they couldn't move the needle? James. Yeah, everything, again, that you say is resonating. And I, I want to go back to the fact that you have to record everything that these people do. Uh, with the body cams they want to turn body cams off since when do they ever want to turn a body cam off and and then whether it's the media you got to remember this whether it's the media or now even institutions like the fbi or the department of justice or the department of injustice or the department of social justice whatever it is now all of these entities make up the system they're all part of this anti-christ anti-american system really and you have to keep an eye on them. Uh, you, you would like to think, I mean, I know nobody's so naive to still believe this, but that the media would be objective. I mean, of course, we know that that's not true, but 
Uh, you have to record now your own interviews with media because you know in advance they're going to hatchet it up like they did with Richard Mack uh, to, to push a narrative. And even now with the, the very federal law enforcement agencies that at, at some point in American history, at least people believe that these people were out uh, to, to, uh, to uphold rule of law, and, and they're not. Uh, Paul Craig Roberts wrote a very good article about this, and it touched on what you were saying a moment ago. I mean, yes, the Republicans have wimped out and trimmed their sails so many times you can't put any faith in them either, although uh, th- they, there is a very vocal minority within the Republican Party that is growing and is becoming more and more outspoken. And I do believe people like um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, for instance, I think she has talked about impeaching Merrick Garland. I I do believe people like that would go along with it. Paul Craig Roberts, though, the former Assistant Secretary of the Treasury, he worked uh, in the Reagan administration, uh, Washington guy, uh, but very much on our side, or at least formerly Washington guy. I mean, he's very old now. He's been out of the game for a long time. But he he wrote in his uh, most recent column at paulcraigroberts.com that, uh, he doesn't believe that Mitch McConnell and, and Kevin McCarthy have what it takes to actually go toe-to-toe and do what needs to be done with these And thugs. that is exactly my point, ladies and gentlemen. I appreciate them talking, but look, you look at the Democrats and how they act when they don't have the majority. And I'm telling you right now, they shut down the Republicans left and right. They put together coalitions, and they stand up so boldly and make so much noise to where they get something done. We're not using our political capital properly. We're too afraid and too chicken. Now, the DOJ is opposing release of the affidavit now for FBI. uh, That's according to Tyler Durden at Zero Hedge. Now, here's the interesting bit about that. Understand, folks, the warrant is what the judge says, yes. Here's the details of how you can go about it. That's great. We got that. That's better than nothing. We found out Garland signed it. That's a little bit of information that they tried to withhold as well. Now, but the affidavit is a document that says, here's what we're asking for, and here's why we think we have the right to go get it. Without that, folks, we don't know enough to really make decisions. Okay, without that, we really don't know the score. Uh, And now the DOJ is opposing the release of that affidavit. Uh, This is where transparency needs to matter. Like I said, you need 250 Republicans, 200 in the House, 50 in the Senate, to literally go out on the Capitol and stand there and say, look, media, uh, and if the mainstream press won't cover it, we will, and they'll just simply be circumvented. Their gatekeeping days are over. The new media is indeed taking center stage, ladies and gentlemen, and we will simply report on it, and and the whole point is this. We're not going to take any action on anything at all until you release the affidavit. Okay, don't tell me the Republicans can't get this kind of stuff done if they stick together. The problem is the Republicans are so cucked, so weak, so wimpy, uh, so failed uh, that they can't get it done. Okay, They've been held hostage by uh, Liz Cheney, Lisa Murkowski, uh, you know, Mitt Romney, and some of these other betrayers to the point where they can't get anything done. Let me give you another point. They said that, hey, you know what? Um, Donald Trump might have violated the Espionage Act. Well, now Senator Ron Paul rightly wants the Espionage Act to be repealed, and he highlights how it's been misused and abused and everything else. Now, just imagine if these 250 same people that said we need the affidavit now said, look, we're going we, we're gonna to abolish the Espionage Act. Now, they might not be able to abolish it themselves if they don't have the majority, but if they start taking actions like that, saying, look, we stand with Rand. We need to abolish the Espionage Act. It's bogus and it's been misused against us. We need to abolish the IRS. Look at its abuses. We're not going to have 87,000 agents. We're going to get rid of it. 
Okay, if they were really boldly standing together for things that mattered, forcing the media to report the truth, I would have a little bit of hope. But without that, I don't have any confidence, James. Zero. Why? Because well, well, they've had shame on me, shame on me, shame on me. So many times it's not even funny. You know, we talk a lot, Sam, about how the ground does seem to be shifting, especially within the Republican base over the course of the last five years. And there's so many trends, uh, so many polls, so much anecdotal evidence, uh, even in the very rhetoric of people up to and including, on occasion, Ron DeSantis mentioning, for instance, that the uh, black-on-white attack of the parade goers at the Christmas gathering in Wisconsin last year was an anti-white attack. So th th their rhetoric is getting a little more pointed. And you do have people like Lauren Boebert and some others uh, that uh, I, I, you know, I've mentioned two women. Of, <laughs> that's interesting. And that you can count on to actually take the fight to the yeah. enemy. Th there was a, but, uh, but if they would have locked her up, James, I would be a lot more confident in their agenda. Well, but see, that's again, that's a different... Even the Republican Party of 2015 is almost unrecognizable to where it's going now. And, I, and that's, that's, that's a good thing. You had um, a member of the state legislature in Florida by the name of Sabatini, a Republican uh, member of the state house in Florida, that said, get the feds out of Florida. He, he's wanted to pass up. And he's spot uh, on right. I wish Ron would take action yesterday. Well, that's right. Well, if he's running for Congress. Sheriff, if you use Sheriff Richard Mack's case, it proves that that is absolutely doable. But you got to have the mojo, ladies and gentlemen. Now, and good news, though. Liz Cheney lost her primary. Trump backed, uh, what do you call her, Harriet Potterman? Hageman. Is that her name? Yeah, I don't know. Hageman? Hageman? Hageman. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Hageman. Anyway, Harriet won. Liz lost. Now, that, in my opinion, is good news. But, again, we don't know Harriet's track record. So it's kind of good news. It's better news than keeping her there. But is it good news all the way to the bank? Time will tell. Well, it's certainly, it's certainly an upgrade. I mean, no matter who this is uh, and no matter what she's going to do, and she positions herself, of course, as an America first, quote-unquote, uh, Republican and a Trump uh, loyalist. So I think we can probably – she'll probably generally vote in the way that a Marjorie Taylor Greene would vote, which is going to be far better than Liz Cheney. And, by the way, you were talking about Rand Paul. Now, that's another guy that I think you can count on uh, to, to do something like this. And he mentioned the fact that Cheney is gone is, is good for the world because he mentioned that one of the most, uh, warmongering representatives in American history. And of course her family, uh, responsible for all the death and, and carnage and all of these unconstitutional wars, you know, or at least played a large part into him, if not solely responsible, you know, played an over oversized part in it. They're gone. Trump completely ended the Bush Cheney dynasty. I mean, they're all gone. And uh, so, yes, I think that, you know, if this whole thing, we were talking about Roy Moore earlier, if this had happened this year, I think Roy Moore still goes into Congress, or, or rather to, to the United States Senate. So that just, again, is an example of how much I think that the landscape is, is changing and the terrain, uh, terrain is changing over just the course now, of the last rewind. four five years. This conversation happened between Sam and James when Trump ran down the escalator. James was super excited that Trump was going to change the world and deliver. Sam said, not so fast. They're all insiders. Uh, I'm going to just hail back to that, and I'm going to hail back to Newt Gingrich with the contract on America. Uh, he basically cheated on his wife and melted down completely. Good, good old Newt Gingrich did. And now Donald Trump is putting together an 18-point contract with America. Did you hear this? No, I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, so there you go. We're just kind of going to have, you know, we're going to have let history repeat itself. And then it's going to be, oh, shame on you, Sam. And then it's going to be, oh, well, 
I guess you were right, but it's better than it was. And so close, but no cigar. You know, we're going to be right back to that reality check, folks. You want to know why? Because there's not enough Rand Pauls. There's not enough Sam Bushmans. There's not enough James Edwards, folks. Um, we need to seriously stand up. Let me give you an example. They lied to us about the vaccines. They literally said if you get vaccinated, you won't spread it. And they let people literally run around that were um, vaccinated but infected. And if you're unvaccinated, you're going to be locked down. Well, now it turns out Jill Biden tested positive. So the president's wife tested positive for COVID-19, even though she is double vaxxed and twice boosted, ladies and gentlemen. So now let me explain. You've got Anthony Fauci. Joe and Jill, all three, twice vaxxed, double boosted, infected. All three of them. (laughs) How does that happen under Donald Trump's fast-tracked or Operation Warp Speed vaccines? Now, are they together on this or what's going on? They all agree that if you just do the vaccine, would be good. Even Donald agrees with that. I say they're all lying to you, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, and otherwise, how do those three? Well, Sam, it's a rare exception that they get uh, the cocoa, or it's a rare exception that they pass it around, not when those top three just got it. And ladies and gentlemen, um, then what they say is, but don't worry, because she's double vaxxed, because she's double boosted, uh, the symptoms are mild. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I haven't taken any vaccines. And the second time, or the third time I got COVID, the symptoms were mild too. Oh, natural immunity coming out. See, the debate's on. But look, which Republicans are speaking up about that? Nobody. Just Sam. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, all these things happen under the Republicans, too. And I don't see a sea change. I see a lot of rhetoric. I see a lot of begging for money. All they're doing now about Mar-a-Lago is begging me for money and telling me to elect them, please. I just don't have trust Ladies and gentlemen, all right, Biden now signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law on Tuesday. It's a $740 billion behemoth. It includes almost $370 billion for green energy initiatives, a 15% tax on corporations with a reported annual income of over a billion dollars, a price-setting mechanism for Medicare, and almost $80 billion in funding for the IRS. Now, I don't hear a lot of Republicans speaking out too much about this. Now, Joe says, let's be clear on this historic moment. Democrats sided with the American people, and all the Republicans voted against it. All of them. Do you want to respond to that, James? Uh, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, there, There was quite a bit I wanted to say. Yes, I mean, the Republican Party is doing a lot of saber-rattling, or some of the, as we mentioned before, the vocal minority is. There is no doubt that the Republican base has become more radicalized. And anytime I use that word, it carries a negative connotation. I mean, they have radicalized in the best sense of the word. They have really woken up, okay? The Republican base has woken up, and it is because the Republican base has traveled so far in such a short amount of time uh, that you have elected officials saying the things that, that are now getting us a little bit of, uh, excited, but still they haven't shown any fangs yet. They haven't really gone. Now, the Democrats, that's another story. 
uh, aided and abetted by the media and by all of this institutional power that conservatives don't have, the, the, the Democrats will go in to turn out your lights. They will put forth legislation uh, that will, that, uh, will uh, turn the country in their image. And, and the Republicans need to be bold enough to do that. Now, whether or not they ever, uh, ever do it, like you said, Sam, right now it's a lot of asking for money, a lot of asking for votes, and they are saying a lot of things um, – We'll see if they can get a majority this November. If they go back, yeah, to they'll be election frauded right out of it, buddy. That's what'll happen to them because well, they won't even admit there's election fraud. Most of them. But uh, if if they're gonna ha- yeah they're gonna have to do something. They're gonna have to get real. They're gonna have to get real, and they're gonna have to really go after uh, taking things back rather than just winning elections and raising money. How is this thing Why don't on you COVID? Hold your though? breath for that one, James. <laughs> I'll be dead. <laughs> but, I mean, listen, that's why I say the whole thing has to fall apart. I, I, I think the whole system has to fall apart. I don't think we're going to reform our way out of this. I don't think we're going to work through the existing system and get back this uh, sort of uh, an American experiment that the Founding Fathers would have realized or that would have brought glory to God or anything like that. I think something new has to come. Um, so I don't think we're going to vote our way out of this. I think that the rot is too deep. But this whole thing with COVID, though, is, now, that's not to say don't go out and support people that are that are saying the right things. I mean, do what you can with the opportunities you have available right now. Right now, that's the only option that there is, so continue to, to do it until something else presents itself. But this thing with COVID, uh, nobody under my roof got vaccinated this whole time. Nobody under my roof got sick. I mean, yeah, we got sick a few times, but I don't know if it was COVID or something else. We never went and got tested. It could have been COVID. I don't know. Uh, but it was not more or less than than any uh, normal illness that would set you back in the winter for for a few days, uh, if it was. But the, what was so striking to me, Sam, was the new uh, guidance from the CDC that was released last week. I mean, can you believe this? After two years of shaming and threatening and all but making it, and in, in some places in, in the world it was illegal, but all but making it illegal, uh, certainly hugely inconvenient if you lived in a city here in the United States, if you were not one vax, two vax, three vax, whatever, um, for you to participate in society. The CDC came out last week, and here, here are their new guidelines, four points. Uh, new COVID-19 guidance from CDC focuses on individual decisions. And this is, well, this is from the CDC's website. After all of that for the last two years, what kind of a test run or a PSYOP was this? Here's the CDC now, though. Those exposed to the virus are no longer required to quarantine. Unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. Students can stay in class after being exposed to the virus. It's no longer recommended to screen those uh, without symptoms. But look at number two there. Unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. If you had the mental fortitude and the wherewithal to dig your heels in and say, nope, something doesn't sound right about this. It's just not that deadly. I'm not going to get vaccinated. I don't trust the system. I don't trust the media. I don't trust the hastily produced uh, big pharma product. I'm not going to get vaccinated. It's Obamacare and it's Donald Vax, just so you know. (laughs) But uh, after if you could withstand that for two years and now they're saying, oh, uh, unvaccinated people now have the same guidance as vaccinated people. That means that if you were able to walk through all that, imagine if you against your intuition and against what you would have otherwise done you allowed yourself or you, maybe you had to do it to, to keep a job i know a lot of people that were like that so you got the vaccine and now they're saying oh well not a big deal anymore if you're unvaccinated you're the same as a vaccinated person in our eyes imagine if you cried uncle and you had your arm twisted to the point where you got this thing and, and you're going to worry about the the potential effects of the rest of your life and only for 
if you could have made it two years, no big deal. This is incredible. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And believe it or not, um, <laughs> with Jill Biden, I'm, I'm sad that she got the COVID. I hope that she comes through it okay. But I find that interesting. What happened, they said that she took a test and it, and it said that it was negative, that she took a different test and it was positive. So they're even highlighting the fact that the tests aren't even accurate and don't even work, ladies and gentlemen. And these people literally ran around everywhere you went and took your temperature to see if you had a fever or not, to see if you're okay. I mean, everything they do is absolutely not science at all. Now, I want to go back to this. Inflation Reduction Act, ladies and gentlemen, because really it's going to empower China's economy more than the United States economy. Believe it or not, China uses coal as a primary energy source. They produce 80% of the world's solar panels and 77% of lithium-ion batteries. Coal accounted for, quote, 58% of China's energy in 2019. Okay, the bill is doing more to help China's economy than America's, folks. That is a fact. And so now you're going to have this green injury. What you're going to have is more brownouts, more blackouts, uh, more expensive uh, delivery for energy at every turn. Uh, and the energy grid will become less and less and less reliable. James. It's going to be interesting to see where we go the next few years. I, I say again to accentuate your point here that this whole system is teetering right now uh, for the reason you just stated that's just one of many uh, infrastructure concerns uh, the rapid amount of faith that at least half the country at least the trump voters are uh, losing or have already lost completely in our institutions when when faith in the public institutions erodes, things fall apart and something new comes up or there's some sort of an event uh, and some sort of a clash. And I don't know what the future is going to hold, uh, Sam, but I, I think the next decade is going to be very telling. And I think it's going to be a decade that will forever change the path of the United States. You look at the last five years since Trump, and this is the thing, you know, Trump inadvertently is responsible for all of this, if not for any other reason than the system's overreaction to the threat that he posed uh, to their uh, to their rule. It, it might not have been true. It probably wasn't true. He certainly didn't get a lot done. He said some things that we liked on occasion, and uh, he was a chaotic type of candidate and a chaotic president. But because of their overreaction and because of the – uh, sort of synthesis with them pushing trans and critical race theory and, and the, the riots of the, the Floyd riots and, and, and Trump sort of being there. It just all sort of crystallized in the, in the eyes of half people that, hey, these institutions uh, are not uh, for us. Media, law enforcement, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and you certainly see a trajectory here over the last few years. And if it continues into the rest of the 2020s, um, I don't think America exists as it exists now by the end of this decade. I think it splits. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. This is shocking. But I got good news. You ready for the good news? Oh, yes. Let's finish on that. All right. The FDA decides to allow over-the-counter sales of hearing aids. They say the action opens the door to cheaper, more accessible hearing devices without a prescription now. Now, I find this interesting. So for the last who knows how many years, my whole lifetime, you had to have a prescription 
You had to have a doctor. You had to have all this crap just to get hearing aids. Now they're saying you just get them. Um, why couldn't you just get them before? And if it wasn't okay then, how come it's okay now? I think it's great news, but it's fascinating, right? You know, that, it's funny that you say that because my father just recently had to get uh, hearing aids. And it was uh, certainly very much uh, a process. It was you had to get a consultation, you had to go to an ENT, you had to get it uh, written in, and uh, very expensive, I might add, very expensive for for a pair that you know will really help you. And yes, that's uh, interesting news to me that these will be available over the counter. That's uh, that's definitely news. That's the kind of progress, though, that uh, I think we can get behind. Most of the time, progress just means degeneracy and. Uh, uh, making things progressively worse, but uh, this is something that actually is some good news and something that effect, uh, you know has affected my family recently, very personally. But I'll tell you, think of, I'm sorry. Think about it, James. Why would they say for years and years and years and years and years you can't do this yourself? You have to have a prescription. Now it's just like all oh, cool. You can do whatever you want. And I think, what are they doing? Now the FDA and all these government agencies that have literally 100% lost credibility, now the FBI is stopping all kinds of sex trafficking. Now the FDA wants to go ahead and uh, say, oh, you can have hearing aids now. Now the CDC wants to say, oh, you can make your own decisions on vaccines. We are getting so in their face now. They're backing off hoping we won't start abolishing agencies, James. Yeah, that's a good take on it. That's uh, that's an interesting take. As uh, usual, Sam, you see things four dimensionally, and I hadn't quite considered that angle. But uh, that could be. Yeah, there is a very real threat. I mean, here's the thing: we got about a minute left. You look throughout history. Um, almost every, if you want to use the word revolution or societal shift is a top-down movement okay it's a top-down movement but a, a single guy i mean trump couldn't have done anything without the support of 60 70 million people the working class the middle class they don't lead revolutions but you've got to have them in order to make it happen so these people are pushing back on these agencies these people are the ones that are responsible for elected officials now saying abolish the fbi i mean you would have never heard a republican congressman or senator say abolish the fbi a couple of years ago but you're to that point now because the people are there and if you get a true leader if you get a true leader that will come in and say the things that needs to be said i mean truly take it to the next level from what we're getting right now but actually has the guts to do it they will be empowered by these people and that man will give them safe cover and these people will support that man and uh i think trump sh you know stopped just shy of that i don't know what was in his heart the whole time inadvertently or purposefully he got us to this point though and uh you know some things conditions are favorable for things to happen now we'll see hey, man and boy howdy do i pray james edwards is right ladies and gentlemen by the way we're going to be uh, on the james edwards show coming up this saturday evening Check that out. I'll be there as well. Uh, we're literally sharing commentary, promoting each other's shows for great reasons. Check us out Saturday night, thepoliticalcesspool.org. It'll be an incredible three hours. I'll tell you that like it always is. James, thank you, sir. We'll have you back soon. Thanks, brother. For James Edwards and Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.
Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues. This is the broadcast for August 17th. In the year of our Lord, 2022, this is indeed our two of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, and man, we've got a dear old friend coming back on your radio this time, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Jerome Corsi. Uh, is back with us, and he wrote an incredible new book, ladies and gentlemen, The Truth About Energy, Global Warming, and Climate Change, Exposing Climate Lies in an Age of Disinformation. You want to learn more? DrJeromeCorsi.com is where you go. And, sir, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live. It's been a while. It's been a while, Sam. I'm glad to be back with you. Thank you. Oh, man, your book is a blockbuster, sir. Uh, now, I want to go back to your book on oil really quick uh, as well, uh, because I think it's uh, related. The Great Oil Conspiracy, how the U.S. government uh, really pulled this off. Talk about that for a second, then we'll move into your current book. Well, I, I was able to – that's the book I wrote a few years ago. It was my, that was my second book on oil. I also did Black Gold Stranglehold in 2005. And what I've been arguing in both of those books was that um, – Oil is abiotic. It's not fossil fuel. It's made by the earth and the mantle of the earth on on an ongoing basis, still being made today, Uh, not old dinosaur soup or biological or organic material of any kind. And uh, the Nazis knew this because that's what the the great oil conspiracy is about, the second book, because the uh, German chemists in the Weimar Republic Germany had a lot of coal, but it did not have any oil. And so the, the chemists figured out how to synthesize oil. In other words, they learned how to take coal and make it into petroleum products, aviation, fluid, uh, diesel fuel, gasoline, etc. And um, they were successful. The, the equations they came up with are called the Fischer-Tropsch equations, F-I-S-C-H-E-R-T-R-O-P-S-C-H, and they explain how oil is naturally made, and the conditions are all in the mantle of the earth. Uh, and there's been scientific research, including these hydrotherms that come up out of the bottom of the ocean that exude hydrocarbon fuels, hydrocarbon gases. Uh, the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute has studied these hydrotherms and written in, in science that they the hydrocarbons coming out from the mantle of the earth are being produced by the Fischer-Tropsch process. So to make a long story short, the Nazis had Fischer-Tropsch plants in World War II that were making synthetic uh, petroleum products. That's largely how the Nazis had the fuel to run the war. Anyone knows the history, the Battle of the Bulge, the Nazis still had lots of Panzer tanks, but they ran out of diesel fuel. They couldn't move the tanks. That's what uh, the Battle of the Bulge was largely about, that and getting to Antwerp to block our supplies. But uh, the Battle of the Bulge failed on the Nazis because in 1944-45 they were running out of fuel and the tanks got stalled. 
And uh, we bombed those Fisher Trops processes, plants, during World War II, which was one of the major reasons we beat Nazi Germany uh, in World War II. And that's been documented in the strategic bombing surveys, which I also got in the archives. And that second book is all about abiotic oil. The reason that I bring that up as a precursor to today's book and discussion is that sets the stage uh, for the dishonesty they're foisting on the world under this climate change lie, right? That's correct, because again, Sam, there are so many lies told about energy and climate. Uh, I'll I'll just give you a couple of facts that kind of start the discussion. Uh, We're told that carbon dioxide is the driver of the Earth's warming period, and that we're going through an unprecedented warming period. Well, that's nonsense. I mean, first of all, the Earth has been around 4.6 billion years. We've gone through repeated um, ice ages and warming periods, and uh, 80% of the Earth's history, all the pre-Cambrian, there was no life on the surface of the Earth. Uh, All the life has been since the last, say, 500 million years. 500 million years ago, there was much more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. 175 million years ago, there were 7,500 parts per million of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Today, there's only 400 parts per million carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Now, the uh, global warmers say, well, it's doubled since the Industrial Revolution. That's right. There was originally, when the Industrial Revolution started, say, in the 1700s, there was 200 parts per million. The truth is that the Earth has had got less carbon dioxide in the atmosphere today and is cooler than ever in Earth's history. And these temperature variations over one or two years don't mean anything in time series analysis. If you go back millions of years ago, you'll find ice ages with huge amounts of carbon dioxide because they're driven by the sun, you know, the key fact, go outside, that big yellow thing in the sky is not a tree ornament. The sun heats Earth. And when the Earth, with its elliptical orbit, not like a circle, but like an A, elliptical, when it gets most elliptical, most far from the sun, but every 100,000 years, that's when we have an ice age, and it has nothing to do with the amount of carbon dioxide in the Earth. It has everything to do with the sun, ladies and gentlemen. And the problem is they're not following the science. They're using propaganda to peddle the porn uh, of climate change, ladies and gentlemen. And the way you dispute this, uh, Dr. Jerome Corsi's book is masterful at this. But here's the deal. We examine the scientific evidence of atmospheric CO2 concentrations over the history of geological time. This is something people need to understand, geological time, because it puts things in perspective, Dr. Corsi. That's an extremely important point, Sam, because we you know, may live 100, maybe 100-some years old. That's, the Earth is 4.6 billion years old. We've had five massive extinctions where almost everything on the surface of the Earth died, like 80% of all living creatures, and there were no human beings around. The Earth is a... A very, it's not stable. It's subject to cataclysmic events. When the dinosaurs were extinct 65 million years ago, and by the way, the dinosaurs were here for 100 million years. We've been here barely 10 million years. 
So when you look at the extinction, there were cataclysmic events. A massive asteroid, miles wide, hit in the Yucatan, which is in the Gulf of Mexico, in Mexico, and caused a tsunami all the way up to North Dakota, killing everything in its path. Now, today on the Discovery Channel, you'll find the scientists in North Dakota who are looking at the strata of geological rock from the day of that uh, asteroid hitting, and they're finding fish fossils with wood through them, fish that were never there in North Dakota. It was a massive killing episode. Secondly, we had over a 1,000 years of volcanic activity in India and, the, and that whole area, which threw huge amounts of sulfur dioxide into the atmosphere, blocking much of the sun that largely ended photosynthesis on Earth. The dinosaurs lived on largely plants. I mean, you know, Tyrannosaurus was pretty terrifying and was a meat eater, but most of the dinosaurs lived on plants. Their food source went away. And then there's excellent evidence that the Earth expanded. I mean, the Earth, you know, the Plato plate theory that all the continents were in one big group and the sea in another, and the continents broke apart. Well, that kind of a planet would spin out of order, out of orbit, because its axis of mass would not be coincident with its axis of rotation. If the continents broke up because the Earth grew bigger, like taking a tennis ball and popping it up to the size of a softball, the fuzzy parts became the continents. And the dinosaurs in a, in a larger Earth with more mass was too much gravity, and these creatures were too big to, to structurally function in bigger gravity. You know, when we go up in the moon, Neil Armstrong, we bop around like bunny rabbits because we're too big for that structural environment. You know, we pop around. But the dinosaurs were in lesser gravity, could be larger creatures, and were perfectly adapted. Gravity increases. These big dinosaurs with the long necks couldn't raise their heads off the ground. So That's how changeable Earth is. That's how changeable Earth is. Not a little bit more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. What causes massive Earth changes are events that are massive in energy, are cataclysmic, occur suddenly, maybe 10 million years. Dinosaurs took 10 million years to go away. It wasn't overnight. But 10 million years in a, in a planet that's 4.6 billion years is kind of like a day. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We're not debating that there's change. Okay, what we're concerned about is how governments around the globe capitalize on this change, dishonestly manipulate science for political reasons. So in this incredible book by Jerome Corsi, the first four chapters are really dealing with the politics of energy, global warming, and climate change, and kind of highlights at the end of World War II, they wanted population reduction. And this is where it all kind of starts in their beliefs politically uh, about the planet. So it's a political discussion we're having that brings up our great concern, where we say they're not telling the truth. They're not being honest. They're literally propagandizing the narrative. Jerome R. Corsi will continue to break down in seconds the truth about energy, global warming, and climate change. And you know what? We're going to tell the climate lies. We're going to bring you honest, scientific-backed, 
information, and we'll do it in seconds on your Have radio. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements, too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Live, ladies and gentlemen, my guest today, Jerome Corsi. We're talking about his new incredible blockbuster book, The Truth About Energy, Global Warming, and Climate Change. You want to learn more about what he's doing? He's written over 25 books, ladies and gentlemen, three of them literally on the climate, if not more. Dr. Jerome Corsi.com, Dr. Jerome Corsi.com, uh, for you to go ahead and learn more about it. Uh, but he wrote Black Hole Stranglehold. He wrote The Great Oil Conspiracy, and now this new book that really examines the scientific evidence using geological time, ladies and gentlemen. That's critical to understand, because if you just take a tiny snapshot, you can manipulate the data to say anything you want to. And that's where the lies begin. Now, the foreword of this book was written by Mark Morano. Do you want to mention that really quick, uh, Jerome? Yeah, Mark has been uh, my good friend since about 2004, uh, when I first worked on um, you know, Unfit for Command, the Swift Boat book with John O'Neill. And uh, Mark is, runs ClimateDepot.com. He's been the long-term warrior in this. Mark, he's fought for climate truth. He understands that this is a political agenda, and it's a radical Marxist agenda. It's not, it's not about saving the planet. And he's a warrior, he, and he wrote the introduction to it, and he's supporting me with articles that I'm writing now on ClimateDepot.com. But uh, the point, Sam, you've got exactly right what this book is about. You really understand it. Thank you. The first four chapters are the politics, and I show that after World War II, the environmental movement, you know, which was a legitimate 
concerned that we should abuse the planet, that we should clean up pollution, that we should do things right in terms of Yeah, God says we should be stewards of the earth, right? So yes. we agree with that point. The we problem is then it runs time. off the rails. Well, then the, the first of all, the Malthusians got a hold of it, like Paul Ehrlich in the 60s, and said that, you know, population bomb, we're using the resources of the earth. Uh, we're going to eventually run out of natural resources. There's too many people. We need to get rid of all this population. Maybe half as many, maybe only a third as many people could be supported by Earth. Well, it's nonsense. But then it got taken over by the Marxists. Cause they came and said, well, you know, if only we can show people that by using carbon dioxide, because hydrocarbon fuels emit carbon dioxide, we could have a catastrophic climate change. John Holdren came up with this idea. He was the he was one of the proponents of it. He uh, he became the uh, climate the, the science czar for Obama. And by the way, this whole idea then they thought first it was going to be first they said global warming in the 70s. First they said global current cooling. We have a new ice age. Well, then suddenly the Earth started getting warmer again. The Earth t- changes hot, cold, and fluctuations that are fairly meaningless in time series analysis statistically. And we were going through a, a very warm period in the 1930s and, and 40s, much warmer than today. So the Dust Bowl was formed, much more drought than today. And then it got cooler again. But then it got warmer again in the uh, after the 70s and the 80s, 90s. And so they went to global warming. But the whole idea was if you could demonize carbon dioxide as a greenhouse gas, it's only a trace element in the atmosphere. It's less than... 0.04% of all the atmosphere. It's greenhouse gas effects are almost so small compared to water vapor and other greenhouse gases that it can't be measured. And let's be so they clear, they know, demonize, this fact, they know this fact, Dr. Kirsten. They, That's something to they understand. Know they know it. this. They, they know it. Uh, they change. These are good scientists. They're brilliant scientists, but they twist the scientific data. In my book, I try to show you how so you're not fooled by it. But, but the point is, if, if they could... Demonize carbon dioxide because hydrocarbon fuels emit carbon dioxide. They get rid of hydrocarbon fuels. They knew if we abandoned hydrocarbon fuels, we would end capitalism. We'd have a much lower standard of living. They could convince us to walk into our own suicide. They could kill half or two-thirds of the population of the world by starving us of the energy we need to survive with populations this large or to prosper and grow. That's, ladies and gentlemen, it's a, it's a sinister plan, ladies and gentlemen, and the whole politics of this, the details are broke down in the first four chapters of this book, talking about from World War II, it started with population control, uh, and then it literally dovetailed into they lied and said we've got a cooling going on. Uh, that was somewhat true, uh, but then they came and said, well, wait a minute now, we got warming, uh, and the bottom line is they're really being led around by the nose on this. you got to ask, what is the Solyndra syndrome? Because that kind of helps people understand, right? Yes, I, I read a whole chapter on the fact that we what Biden is doing today, funding this, and I can't believe they call it an Inflation Reduction Act, which is absolutely, it gives, good, it gives used car salesmen a good name, what they've just labeled this law. But the point is, the Solyndra syndrome Obama spent billions of dollars on funding solar and wind power. Solyndra was one big company 
Joe Biden, as vice president, went out and gave Solyndra their $535 million federal loan guarantee. Uh, Peter Schweitzer, the Government Accountability Act, said about 80% of the money, of the billions of dollars that Obama spent on green energy in the 2009 Recovery Act went to the key people on his 2008 presidential finance committee. He gave the money to his buddies who funded him. And the projects all went bankrupt. The money was lost. The federal government the taxpayer money was spent and wasted. Projects closed down, and no one went to prison. And the solar panels that they bought, which China undercut, the wind turbines, which were bought in all these Obama projects, the cylinder syndrome, are now lying unused as rusted junk. And, in and fact, now round two on the failure, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, starting round again, two is going to be yes. this, uh, what's this thing called? The uh, Inflation this, Reduction Act, right? Yes, Inflation Reduction Act. We're going to spend another almost $400 billion again on green energy. By the way, what's green about solar energy? I thought the sun was yellow. And what's green about wind? I don't see any color to wind. But the green is a propaganda. It means, oh, these are good. Green is good. It's, you know, it's the earth and it's grass and it's <laughs> green and it's oil is ugly, it's dirty, it's polluting. These are all... These are all ideological propaganda terms. We can burn hydrocarbon fuels much more cleanly than was done in the 1950s when we used to have smog from car exhaust. We have catalytic converters. We've got a lot of processes right now that burn gasoline clean. We can do that with all the hydrocarbons. They're abundant. We don't run out. Uh, President Trump proved that I was right about that when everybody said that we were running out of oil. President Trump made the United States a leading international exporter of oil and natural gas, and the gas companies reduced the prices because they were allowed to go get the available supply and make it available to people where we could live with abundant energy in a productive economy. What's happening now is we've got hyperinflation with all the money being spent intentionally. People are going to have to choose between feeding the kids and putting gasoline in the car uh, or they are being invited to buy $60,000 uh, electric vehicles, which you've got to plug in for four hours to make work fully. And, in fact, uh, we're – okay, so this new Inflation Reduction Act gives a $10,000 tax benefit to buy a electric vehicle. Well, some of the electric vehicle companies just raise their prices $10,000. So, you know, I mean, this is a scam. And – uh, I, I attended a debate in New York on this issue. The people in New York voted against the climate change because they've lived through the blackouts, including 2019. New York City dies without cheap electricity, but it's got blackouts from the fact that solar and wind are not reliable. How are these people in the skyscrapers going to live? How is New York City going to function in the dark? Uh, that's what the globalists want. People dying we have you know bad flu let's lock down and destroy the economy we've got a energy crisis we're all going to die our children say we're mommy daddy you're ruining my future by putting that ugly gasoline in your car that kind of a lie and propagandizing of the children uh, will go to these renewables we'll all be stuck with vehicles that don't work and an economy that doesn't work 
and pretty soon they'll go after our food supply. And the intent is to destroy capitalism, demonize hydrocarbon fuels because carbon dioxide is killing us all, which is ludicrous, a trace element, barely measurable in terms of its, its greenhouse gas effect. And so, you know, this is completely selling a lie, which Hitler proved you could do, and Marx and Mao proved would enslave a people. And uh, the neo-Marxists who are now running our country are doing it again. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerome Corsi with us. Incredible scientific reality check on your radio. We're going to talk right after the pause about Chapter 5 of the book called Sun Heats Earth. What is the Russian scientific evidence that the sun is the major driving factor of Earth's temperature changes? The science is clear. We'll talk about it with Dr. Corsi in seconds. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Attorneys for Lori and Chad Daybell charged with conspiracy to kill their children in Idaho and steal their Social Security benefits asked a judge on Tuesday to send the case back to the grand jury because they say the indictment is confusing. Arizona charges against Lori are on hold for now. People in Arizona and Nevada are facing unprecedented water shortages on the Colorado River. The Bureau of Reclamation said Tuesday there will be less water available next year from the river that serves 40 million people in the West and Mexico. Syria's foreign minister denied Wednesday it's holding a U.S. journalist, Austin Tice, or other Americans after President Biden accused the Syrian government of detaining him. Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney loses her re-election campaign in a blowout to lawyer Harriet Hageman Tuesday. USA Radio News. Make money doing what you love. It can be done. Matter of fact, it has been done. Consider the story of Jack London. He's one of the highest paid writers of all time. Authored The Call of the Wild, recently released as a blockbuster movie starring Harrison Ford. Jack grew up in a rough neighborhood in Oakland, poor, uneducated, and a school dropout. As a child, Jack fell in love with the idea of being a writer. The notion that an uneducated, dirt-poor school dropout from Oakland could someday be a published writer was insanity. You know the rest of the story, though. Jack London became one of the richest writers of all time. Discover Jack's secret that allows anyone of any income or educational level to make money doing what they love. Whatever it is you love more than anything else, let's make that your prosperous living. Go right now to DiscoveringJack.com. That's DiscoveringJack.com. His secret is free. Just go to DiscoveringJack.com. DiscoveringJack.com. Planned Parenthood, the nation's leading health care and abortion provider, plans to spend a record $50 million ahead of November's midterm elections, pouring money into contests where access to abortions will be on the ballot. The group's previous election advertising buy was $45 million back in 2020. As the CDC dropped COVID-19 restrictions in America, Disney Cruise Lines won't ease their restrictions until next month. Disney Cruise Line is loosening some of its COVID-19 restrictions. The cruise line says starting September 2nd, vaccinations won't be required for guests under 11 years old if they're sailing out of the United States or Canadian ports. However, testing will continue to be required for all guests. The change is to be implemented less than a month after the CDC 
dropped its program tracking cruise ships. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. USA Radio News. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Drum Corsi with me. We're talking about his incredible book, The Truth About Energy, Global Warming, and Climate Change. To learn more, go to drdrumcorsi.com. That's drdrumcorsi.com. Now, I want to highlight this because it's really important. This book is not only a great read. It just brings you in. You just go, what? Wow. Uh, It's like a lot of his other books. He's written 25-plus books, folks. So he knows what he's doing. But listen carefully to this because this is really important. Not only is this book a great read, but it's a scientific treasure trove where you can look up things. So when you're uh, discussing this with people, you can literally deliver facts on the spot. Listen to this. Each chapter, folks, summarizes the topics covered in a bolded list of items below the chapter number on the first page of each chapter. Do you see how incredible that becomes in terms of turning this into a, a, a an ability to, to look up and pull up facts on a given topic? It is amazing, Dr. Kersey. Well, thank you very much, Sam. I really admire how you've studied this book and understand it. I, it's, you're a great interview. You may be doing the best interview so far on the book altogether. Yeah, yeah Liberty Roundtable Live, people. That's really important, though. That's really important, though. This ability to be able to look up things, though, because guys like me read it, and I generally understand, but I can't just pull all the facts. There's so many of them. They're so detailed and so. uh, For example, when you look at time, uh, geological time, it changes the whole discussion. When you look at, um, for example, sun heats Earth, for example, and talk about the weather thermometer. And talk about talk how about it that. works, the importance of yes. clouds and ocean change. And okay, let's start there. Let's start. Let's start with let's start with the sun because that's the key element. You know, I constantly say the big yellow thing up there in the sky is not a tree ornament. It's not the, the global warmers want you to think it's unimportant. Carbon dioxide is important. Well, the Russian scientists and I've met some of these scientists in international meetings uh, understand that the sun is the primary factor of the light and heat on earth basically that when there's minimal sunspot activity which is another thing the the the, uh, inter, the glacial periods occur because the earth on this elliptical orbit gets farther away from the sun like an egg shape that every 100,000 years the earth is in its most egg shaped and that's when we have the ice cycles the the glacial cycles but also sometimes the earth gets lazy so, for instance, what the Russian scientists did is they studied the sunspot activity between 1650 and 1750. Okay, so that's like, you know, 300 years ago that it ended. They call this the Maunder Minimum because in that time the earth was, the sun was lazy. It, it had very few sunspots, and that coincided with what they call a little ice age that occurred as this little period of time it was an ice age little period of time is maybe 25,000 years, 4.6 billion years of life's history. That's, that's a micro-microsecond. But in Earth's time, the little ice age with a lazy sun ended when Napoleon's troops froze coming out of Moscow, or when you see Washington crossing the Delaware in his boats, 
There's big ice flows in the Delaware where they're not there now. The Delaware doesn't freeze over like that anymore. I live near the Delaware River. But in Washington's time, with a little ice age and a lazy sun, it froze over. And moreover, what these Russian scientists did is that they took ice core data, which is they drilled down into the ice core, and they get data over the past 420,000 years by studying the ice. They go down almost 4,000 meters, which is a lot of miles down into the ice. And what they have proven is the carbon dioxide increases when the Earth gets warming, but it does, it's after the Earth starts warming. It doesn't cause the Earth's warming. It occurs after the Earth starts warming. The sun is the major driver of ice ages of, um, and of warming periods. And right now we're in an interglacial warming period, which is going to end. That might not end for another 25,000 years, but we ought to enjoy the fact that the Earth is warmer. We exhale carbon dioxide. Plants eat carbon dioxide. Plants exude oxygen. This is a cycle. We wouldn't be able to have life on the planet, certainly not ours, without carbon dioxide. And it's a very, very small percentage of the atmosphere. Yes, it's a greenhouse gas, but water vapor which is much more abundant, is 70% of all greenhouse gases and accounts for 90% of the greenhouse gas effect, not carbon dioxide. Uh, climate is controlled by various feedback effects, clouds. When, when the Earth gets warm, the sun, the ocean currents exude more water vapor. Clouds form. The clouds then block the incoming infrared rays from the sun and cools the Earth. It's a very complex system. And the Earth has kind of a thermometer, which means that when the Earth at the equator gets hot and the Earth distributes whatever heat there is to the North Pole and South Pole and to the upper atmosphere, it's the second law of thermodynamics, entropy. Where there's heat, it gets moved around to where there's less heat. That's what the Earth's weather's about. It's a good thing we have it. It includes storms and tornadoes and everything else because sometimes the movement of this heat gets dramatic. And that's not going to stop, because that's part of how Earth functions. You're being lied to to say that we are pumping carbon dioxide into the Earth. It never has happened before. Absolute nonsense. We, this, is, this is actually one of the least, it is the least period of time of carbon dioxide concentration in the atmosphere, over 4.6 billion years. The Earth is, 4.6 billion years was a lot warmer. It was... It was a planet no one could live on for 80% of its environment. We've been here 10 million years. As far as the Earth is concerned, we're just the latest creatures running around on the surface of the planet. Dinosaurs were here for 100,000 years, and various cataclysms wiped them out. And the Earth is not adjusting its temperature to make us live properly. And our carbon dioxide emitted into the atmosphere is negligible in terms of the massive impacts that really determine Earth's temperature and temperature changes. Ladies and gentlemen, the bottom line that we're getting at here is, look, the world has a thermometer. And that is governed by a very complicated but documentable series of patterns. I would say ordained by God. But the Russian scientific evidence highlights that the sun is the major driving factor of Earth's changes. And you know what? The Earth's thermometer works with the sun and the rotation of the earth, and that relating to ocean patterns and cloud 
cover. Okay? The sun heats the earth. The weather thermometer uh, matters. But what they're doing is ignoring the importance of clouds. What they're doing is ignoring all these cyclical realities. And they're literally peddling uh, a term we're going to call climate gate, Dr. Corsi. That's right. Climate change uh, is, you know, the idea that we are causing the uh, weather catastrophes like floods and, oh, the, you know, it's very hot in Arizona this year. We have a massive flood in London or Paris or somewhere where it doesn't usually flood. Uh, the truth is these kinds of things happen all the time. And there's no more today than there ever was. In the 1930s, we had more heat in the United States and drought covered the entire Middle West. The Dust Bowl was formed. And people say, oh, the world's ending. No, the world is not ending. Uh, God made, and, and I agree, God made this earth so that everything here can be used properly. The, the admonition in the Bible was go forth and prosper, multiply. didn't say kill your babies and reduce the population to half, lie to everybody, deprive them of the cheap energy that's abundantly available that God says, I gave you the hydrocarbon fuels, and it will not exhaust. You'll have other alternatives before you run out of that. And you'll never probably run out of it because the earth is a little engine that makes hydrocarbon fuels to keep you going. And if we demonize all this, and I mean, uh, and Sam, I mean in, in, the, in the sense of Satan. I mean, this is, this is Marxism now at its most evil, which is trying to play on your mind. You know, the, and, and people are suspect to this. Hitler was right. Big lies are easier to tell. In the Middle Ages, everybody thought when women were possessed by the devil and they started burning them at the stake. Well, how many women who had nothing to do with Satanism were burned because somebody didn't like them? And that, that, that absolute mad phenomenon went on the earth for a long time. And again, we're doing it again. It's a folly. This is a phase. It's a craze. It's insanity. You know, it, 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 because these Marxists hate people. They're telling you that the air you exhale is noxious. That if there were fewer of us around, we ate less. If there were, this would be a great place except for the people. And the globalists like Bill Gates, who's buying up the farmland and depriving everybody of their food, or, or you know, the World Economic Forum that sides with China to do all things China does, they want to eliminate population. They never want to eliminate themselves. They want to eliminate you and me. And ladies and gentlemen, as cows would quit farting, and if people would quit burping, then the problem would be solved. Now, that's a simplistic mock of their agenda. But folks, the climate gate agenda is where true believers literally falsify data. They create a chaos theory of climate, which is absolutely scientifically provable to be absolutely bogus. It's been debunked in your book, Doctor. Yeah, well, the real chaos theory is mathematics and what uh, a very brilliant uh, Weather science, a guy named Lorenz proved he had a model running one of these climate models predicting, you know, like we're going to all want a little bit more carbon dioxide, this much more heat. That's a climate model. Well, Lorenz went and had a cup of coffee one day. He rounded off the numbers in his model and came back and he was getting wildly different conclusions. The mathematics in these, if you can't measure something precisely, and by the way, you can't measure anything on Earth precisely. Pi, the relationship between a diameter and the circumference of a circle, is an irrational number. It's three point, and it's got decimals to infinity afterwards. It's not a precise number. So our climate models are biased, and they don't work. And so what the Earth is, 
is it's a system that has a very dynamic climate. You can't predict it more than maybe a day in advance. Weather predictions are all, you know, they get pretty good. They can say, well, we think it's going to do this over the next couple of days. Well, the best weather prediction of today is what it did yesterday. And by the way, the Earth has a tilt to it. We get four seasons, and climate change is called summer, winter, spring, and fall. That's climate change. And it's been that way forever. Sometimes the Earth has less sun, and we go through a, a, a glacier period that could last hundreds of thousands of years. And at that time, the Earth doesn't do a very good job of distributing heat because there isn't very much. The sun is not as active. The dinosaur five extinction, the dinosaurs died, massive asteroids hit, huge volcanic activity. Take a look at the rim, the Pacific Rim. That's where the volcanoes are. The Pacific Ocean is still expanding. If that rim of volcanoes goes, it could go for a thousand years. It could throw so much sulfur dioxide into the atmosphere that no one could live on the planet that depended upon photosynthesis or plants. It could happen. Uh, this is a, we could have another asteroid hit. NASA's finding one that comes by all the time near Earth, and we can't stop it. These are the things that affect Earth. It's not a stable place to live, unfortunately. It's got lots of massive changes. But we are not all going to die because there's a few more parts per million of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere when it's the lowest it's ever been in Earth's history. That's so they the really fact. take a page out of Satan's uh, playbook, uh, yes. Dr. Corsi. What they do is they tell you a lot of truth with then these twisted lies yeah. uh, at the end. Let me give you an example from a news headline. July 2022 was the third hottest July on record in U.S. history. It's a lie. Well, There's no proof. It, it, and also... There, as I say, the 30s were much warmer than today. That data is still available on NOAA and the other government websites. You can, they haven't taken it down yet. You, they will take it down once I start pointing it out. But you can go there and you can see that the 30s were warmer and more dust bowls, more droughts than today. In human history, we've had you know many different fundamental changes. Uh, the Global warmers, because they want you to believe that the Earth has been a stable place and changes the Earth with no fluctuations in temperature, but all the carbon dioxide was perfectly in harmony being absorbed by the Earth as, as it was produced, except for the Industrial Revolution. We came along, we started burning hydrocarbon fuels, we're throwing carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, and that's causing global warming because it's a greenhouse gas. All nonsense. To make that data work, they have to erase statistically the medieval warming period, which happened in about the 1300s. They have to erase the Little Ice Age, which lasted about 25,000 years and ended, didn't end until Washington crossed the Delaware. Now they have to erase the Maunder Minimum, which occurred as the sun going inactive during the Little Ice Age. They have to make it all statistically normalized so suddenly, you know, like a hockey stick, that's what Michael Mann did. The blaze, all it was all very stable. Then when the Industrial Revolution came on, people came around. They started burning hydrocarbon fuels, and suddenly we have unprecedented hot. Unprecedented. It's nonsense. I mean, ask the dinosaurs. They were here for 100 million years, and they're gone. You know, the dinosaurs didn't go because they were dropping feces all over the place and farting. They died because a, a massive comet hit.
volcanoes hitting, and the Earth expanded. They were too big to survive. Their agenda, their panic, the sky is falling, dishonest, lack of science, facts, agenda, uh, also denies God's ability. When we talk about this chaos theory or some of these things, there's mathematics involved, I agree, and all that, but they want you to believe that the chaos uh, is going to affect you to the point where they've got to control your life or else we'll all die. And, and the lie is, is this idea that, that there's, there's not a God in charge. I submit to you that, yes, there's been crazy events. This earth is not a stable place. This earth is to test us all, but God's still in charge. And it's really the denial of God being in charge. And it's the promotion of this agenda that it's a godless reality, and they somehow are put over us to regulate and control us. It, it really smacks of socialism and communism and all the roads that lead to tyranny, Doctor. Sam, you're exactly right. It's a replay of the Garden of Eden. Satan comes along and says, God's dead. I'm in charge. Just eat this apple. You know what God knows. Follow me. We can make this place perfect. God made it messed up. That's why he's gone. I'm here. We'll make it fine. It's the ability of men to be deceived, human beings to be deceived. And we, the, the devil, the Bill Gateses, the World Economic Forum, says, just let us have power. We will make this place perfect. Well, we're going to make this place perfect by enslaving and killing you. And it's totalitarianism. We're going to watch everything you think. We're going to have your thermostat so we can turn off your electricity if you use too much. We decide to give you any at all. We're turn off your bank account. We're going to, we're not going to let you have any currency. You can't put cash in your hand. We're going to take away gold eventually. But it's and because so we love you and care about you, don't you know? But we want you to survive. If we left you to yourselves because, you know, you're so evil and stupid, you would all die. So just follow us. It'll be perfect and you'll live. That's Satan in the Garden of Eden, and it's Bill Gates, and it's Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. And I show you how the environmentalists, which started out just saying, you know, let's, let's get rid of pollution, which was, you know, let's be good keepers of the earth, got taken over by the, uh, first by the Malthusians, there's too many people, let's kill them, and then the Marxists, uh, by the time AOC, Alexandria or Ocasio-Cortez uh, gets into it, she says, this is Marxism, this is super Marxism. We can convince people that carbon dioxide is evil, we'll get rid of hydrocarbon fuels, that's the way we'll destroy capitalism. Finally, we'll get rid of this capitalism, which is producing too much wealth on the earth and allowing too many people to be born. Ladies and gentlemen, the sinister agenda uh, is absolutely debunked in Dr. Jerome Corsi's incredible latest book, you want a uh, guide to help you understand this? Do you want a way to help you debate anybody about it and have the facts on your side, have the historical context, have geological time understanding as your uh, guide? That's what you can do with this book, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you got the scientific evidence. You got each chapter summarized. You've got the first four chapters dealing with the politics of this thing. Chapters 5 through 8 are the science that drives the core of the book, ladies and gentlemen. I'm telling you, it is something to behold. Um, Dr. Corsi, I'm pretty educated, so I brought up a lot of great stuff and pulled out as much as I can. But you know what? Uh, I don't know everything. What, as you wrote the book, did you discover? Or what in the book do you think we need to highlight that I might have missed? Well, first of all, you get you get an A-plus advanced to the graduate course. You did extremely. I, I'm very impressed with your 
having read the book and your knowledge of it and understanding of it, it's, it's superb. Thank you. Best interview so far in understanding the book. Uh, the uh, end of the book is about the economics, and it shows you how these renewable fuels not only don't work, they can't work. Uh, I make the point very simply. Let's say you had a solar battery, solar power, the size of a flashlight, and it would power a city. We'd all use it. Sure, bring it on. That sounds great. Let's do it. Well, it's just not that powerful. For the sun doesn't shine all the time. The solar power translated into photoelectric, photovoltaic electricity, first of all, loses energy by that transfer. Hydrocarbon fuels, you just combust. They're very powerful. They're energy equivalent measured in joules, which is a scientific measure of energy. It's very powerful, whereas the solar and wind are much less powerful. They have to, they lose in being captured. They lose energy in being captured, and then they lose energy in being stored. They have to be stored in batteries. And so by the time you're expending the solar and wind, it is not a solar battery that will power a city. It's a field the size of a state that's required to power a city like L.A., and on that scale, it doesn't work. Obama had these huge desert fields of solar power, and they failed because of the economics of it don't work, whereas they have to demonize hydrocarbon fuels, tell you you're running out of oil, it's all dinosaurs that created it, or, or plankton, or old organic material, which is nonsense, we don't run out of it. We'll probably never run out of it. And we uh, are able to make alternatives that will come in the future, but they will not be solar and they will not be wind with the current technology. They don't work. In fact, the global warmers, as I end this book, say they know that. That's why they want you to use them. And they're trying to convince you through these lies. And by the way, the scientists for the UN, the International Intergovernmental Policy Committee on Climate Change, which, which propagates all this nonsense, they're very good scientists, but they're politically twisted, so they twist the science. I mean, there's just enough science to kind of make sense. And the equations and everything, these sound kind of right until you know the science yourself. Then you can see these guys are intentionally twisting the science and lying, and they know it. And they know it, but they believe that there's a greater cause. It's kind of like if you're uh, working for the government and you believe somehow you're saving America. A lot of soldiers go out and believe that, and they come back and go, hey, I was duped. This is bogus. It's a lot like that. Yes, the, the idea to love America is a genuine good goal. Uh, the problem is that's the guise for their agenda. Uh, well, the same thing with science. Hey, everybody wants to care for the earth. God said we should be stewards of it. Makes sense, right? Well, the problem is they have a different agenda under the cover of this dishonest manipulation. And if you don't know the science, you tend to trust the experts. That's uh, the big mistake, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Dr. Kersey, before the end of the hour, do you think we expose them and we stop this nonsense? Or do you think they just sell us down the river and we go this way? Well, what do you think is going to happen? At some point, enough people will wake up if we keep at it, we hope, right? Well, they will demonize us and cause nutcases and marginalize us. That'll be their usual tactic because they can't defeat what we're saying. And, and by the way, um, you know, don't underestimate Satan's intelligence. You know, he, he's going to use all the twisted facts. Satan is not an atheist. 
Satan hates God. He knows he exists. He'll tell you God doesn't exist because he wants you to think he's in charge. He'll tell you lies and make your lies sound like you only, you'll only do well if you listen to him. That's what the Bill Gateses tell you. That's what the globalists want you to believe. But the truth is, get out your Bible and read it. You know, go to Second Chronicles 7:14 because I think that's going to be the solution. We better start praying, God asking forgiveness that we allowed. Uh, starting 1940, God to be taken out of the schools, and now we've got we've got people who don't know, can't tell you who a woman is on the Supreme Court. We've got transvestites teaching our children in kindergarten. You want you want to let the lunatics run the year? That's that's the end result of all these lies. They want you to turn off, stop using hydrocarbon fuels, use energy that doesn't really work, solar and wind and believe that they will be then by saving the world. If you don't do that, you're all going to die. It's complete satanic nonsense. Ladies and gentlemen, the truth about energy, global warming, and climate change, exposing climate lies in an age of disinformation. You want to learn more, drdromecorsi.com. It's just dr drumcorsi.com uh, to learn more and if you read some of these books you will gain an, a collegiate education <laughs> like you cannot imagine you will be able to debate these thugs and expose their lies for what they are you will become grounded in the understanding of real science of true facts and really that then points us to solutions the american people under the capitalism idea can literally build a better mousetrap there's ways to deal with our energy folks but it's not the path, the primrose path of deception. They're leading us down by the nose and by force if they must. We can go a different direction, but it's going to take enough of us to wake up and understand and debate them toe-to-toe and literally stand for truth, which will make us free. Dr. Kersey, my friend, we'll have you back soon. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you very much. I truly appreciate it. God bless you and your audience. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen, our dear friend, Dr. Jerome Corsi. They tried to indict him and failed. Thank the heavens for that, ladies and gentlemen. We all got to stand together. <laughs> Sadly, or we hang separately, folks. And I don't mean that uh, literally, I pray. I hope it's a figurative discussion. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, one hour of hard-hitting talk radio at your fingertips. We need everyone to help us share this interview far and wide because Jerome Corsi brings truth to the table He's absolutely a truth teller, and God bless him for his work. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, it's drdromcorsi.com. I'm Sam Bushman. God save the Republic of the United States of America.